I was born in a Dublin street where the loyal drums did beat And those loving English feet, they walked all over us Oh, and every single night when me da would come home tight He'd invite the neighbours out with this fine chorus Come out, you black and tans, come out and fight me like a man Show your wife how you won medals down in Flanders Oh, and how the IRA made you run like hell away From the green and lovely lanes of Kilishandra Walk without rhythm, it won't attract the worm Greetings, programs, and users. It is time once again for another episode of Old Nerds Drinking. I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program. And I am Rojan, the somewhat liminal calculator program that people, or you call me the Solitaire Program. We'll go with Solitaire. that. Solitaire. Yeah. Minesweep. I am the Minesweep Program. <laughs> I am 42 years old. I grew up in the computer era. I still have no idea how the fuck to play Minesweep. I've never played Minesweep. Yeah. I, I never have. I, I knew it was there, but I never had any interest to go play it. So. One of the very, very early YouTube videos I remember so fondly was uh, somebody made like a fake trailer for Minesweeper the movie. It's like, you are here to sweep for mines. And it's just these guys out in a field and there's all Clicking these little grids. Squares, yeah. they're, they're putting flags down. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have to throw that up on the old nerd I think site. I remember that. Oh, dude, there was that, and then there was uh, somebody did a live, like a Pac-Man mo- like movie trailer, some kind of Pac-Man. There needs to be, like, I don't know if somebody did this. I I, must, I, I, I would assume somebody has, but I haven't heard about it. There needs to be like like a museum or an archive for all of the old great memes, you know, where all yeah. the great memes are stored. So, so that. That is actually something that like is... Like you can go back and see the hamster dance, you know, right. stuff like that. That That is actually something that there isn't a there isn't something for that. No. And, and there are things that are being lost. Like I remember old web-based computer games that I played in the very early days of the internet. And there's no record of them. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you may have gotten a Wikipedia article on them. They may, you may be able to find them through the Wayback Machine, but... There's no real archive of internet history, and it's kind of becoming important because we're living so much of our lives on the internet that memes rise and fall so fast. That and they're only going quicker because, like, I've noticed, I know I was thinking about that, like, last week I think I was thinking about that because I'm on TikTok. I scroll through. Everybody downs TikTok, but there's actually a lot of really cool stuff on there if you know what you're looking for. Dude, I love my TikTok. Um, And, like, I was talking to my office manager at work. She is one of those people who is obsessed with TikTok dances. And she's like, do you know this TikTok dance? I'm like, no. Do you know, well, have you seen this one? I'm like, I I don't know any TikTok dances. Yeah, exactly. She's like, how are you on TikTok and you don't get dances? Yeah, the algorithm knows me pretty well. Yeah, same here. But the problem with stuff on TikTok, it's like I said, it's only going faster, is that something, TikTok in itself is kind of nothing but memes in a weird way, and they come and go so fast. Oh, and here's, so, here's an interesting thing I found out from a coworker, 
when you like videos on TikTok, you know how you can go to your profile and yeah. you can go back and look at things you liked. There is a set amount of things you can like. And when you reach that number, it removes the oldest thing. Yeah. So you literally lose the videos you liked. Yeah. Uh, which has got me to the point where now I save videos on my phone because they're not data heavy. Yeah. But I know it's like, man, if I don't save this, I'll never find it again. I need to learn how to do that because, okay, when I'm on this, <laughs> I'm on TikTok for weird shit. I'm on there for really cool, like neat animal videos. Not the cool, like, oh, they're so cute. You know, not that. But I'm on there for that kind of shit. I'm on okay, there okay. for. Are, are you, do, you, do you get the black guy who does like the. That guy's amazing. I love him. He did one yeah. on polar bears. Yeah, <laughs> that guy is amazing. Oh. Yeah. And actually, he's a he's a comedian or something in real life. He's really not even into that kind of stuff. That's just what made him famous. Yeah, I know, dude. Um, I love his videos. I'm into like cooking videos for really cool, unique, quick recipes, which is mm -hmm. great for TikTok. Um, there is some paranormal stuff that I'm on there. Some like Appalachian folklore, um, Appalachian. I'm gonna catch a lot of shit if I say it. Oh, right. dude, there was a I. There's a guy I follow for Appalachian folklore. Is he bald? Uh, I think so. Bearded, bearded guy like yeah, me. Yeah. yeah, I follow that guy too. I'm um, trying to get him on my show. <laughs> he won't respond. <laughs> he did a video about um, H words, and somebody else did a response to it. And it's like you know this guy's not from App Appalachia because we don't even say yeah, that. I name. saw that one too. Yeah, yeah. He was tagged in it, and he's talking about how they put the broom above the door and everything, and they yeah. paint the porches blue. Yeah, I'm very into. I don't mind saying it. I'm not worried about saying the word haint, but um. Yeah, I, I, I would love to get that guy on the show, and I keep commenting on it. He doesn't follow me back, though, so I can't right. message him. So I keep commenting on his videos. I'm like, hey, hey, can I get you on the show? Can I get you on the show? The other guy that they tagged in the video, I follow that guy as well, and that guy is not at all into that kind of stuff. He's actually, uh, like, nobody's going to know what the hell we're talking about right now, but he's very, like, he's very political and stuff. Not, not... See, this is the point where show notes would be great because we can put all these creators in the show notes and people could look it up. I might have to start doing show notes again. Yeah. Um, um, but, it, it, yeah, I, I follow a bunch of weird stuff on, on TikTok. Oh, I know. So. I'd like, there's a guy I follow called Latinos Against Spooky Shit. <laughs> I, I don't follow him, but I've seen him. He oh, pops dude. up in my algorithm. Yeah, I, I love him. Um, I do... Dude, I follow some D&D &D TikToks. Yeah, there's I, one person on that comes up with these really crazy character combos. And different, like there's there's a chick on there that talks about how to make yourself into Godzilla if you want to. She goes through the steps, that, oh, the spells I've, you have to cast. I've seen that one. I've flaming seen that Flaming breath, one. polymorph uh, to a dinosaur, then cast growth, then ca growth, and then cast flaming breath, and boom, you're Godzilla. Mm -hmm. And she does all these really cool videos on, on interesting, not ways to break the game, but ways to do things in the game. I get weird history TikToks. I get a genre I can only describe as... Hot science chicks. Do you follow the chick that's, she's really skinny, she's got glasses, she's from Australia, <sighs> she's got really straight hair, and she's always talking about, like, she's a radio astronomer. She's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> no, but there's a, a a black woman I follow who's an astrophysicist. I, I don't know if she works for NASA, uh, but she she was actually on just talking about the, uh, the supermassive black hole. Um, I've seen that one. So, yeah. I've seen that one. I, I don't follow I, her, but I've seen it. Hot women talking about science, yeah. man. It does something for me. Yeah, it does give me the logical so, boner. It's it like, really yes, yeah. yes, make me feel stupid. Tell me the important things. Okay. Teach me the knowledge. Before we get any further, we... we got to talk uh, about what we're drinking. we got to talk about what we're on. drinking. Uh, what, do, what are you drinking, sir? I am drinking the Guinness Nitro Stout. I don't normally like Guinness, but I do like the Nitro Stouts. Um, the problem is, 
it's the same thing that when I was drinking the nitro Pepsi last time I was on here. It, it seems like it goes flat really fast. It doesn't mm. hold the bubbles as much. It works with beer, but it doesn't work with sodas. Yeah, it, de it definitely works with stout because you don't really expect stout to be bubbly. But yeah, with, with the Pepsi, you want that Pepsi to be bubbly. Um, yeah, well, that the stout, the, the beer is much thicker of a consistency, so it holds on to the, the texture and the bubbles a lot more. And this, like, stouts are kind of, they're supposed to be a little flat. Whereas when you were drinking a soda, you're drinking a Pepsi or a Coke or something like that, you want the carbonation to be there. What are you drinking? I found this in the uh, discount beers at Myers, and this is Guinness Open Gate Brewery Baltimore Blonde, what? brewed in Baltimore. A crisp golden beer, citrusy with a refreshing finish. I think you've got the more superior of the two beers from what it sounds like. Clank. Yeah, it's clanking here. It is. It's, Do you have more of that? Oh, yeah. I got a six-pack of it in I there. might have to run over and grab me one of those. <laughs> uh, this this was going to be my beer of choice for this episode, mm -hmm. but you wanted the stout, and I'm like, have at it, bro. I'm still going to run over there and grab one. You can just go ahead and start talking, and I'll just run across the room. And if I do, I insist you leave it into the, in the audio. <laughs> uh, we now pause for this important station break. We now return to our regularly scheduled podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this beer that you just described, and I'm going to mix it with what's left of my my um, Guinness Dark, and I'm going to make a black and tan out of a beer that I've never drank before. But I'm not going to put the whole beer in here. I'm just going to put a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to uh, splice in some uh, Come Out Ye Black and Tans to the uh, intro music. And it's not bad. It actually tastes pretty good. It's strange because you have the textures of the carbonation, whereas the blonde beer has normal carbonation and the Guinness Stout has the nitro um, carbonation. So you, you know, have the mending of the flavors and the carbonation. It's actually I, not bad. I really fucking like this. If it's on sale, you should go buy more. Yeah, because it might be a, a limited time thing. But uh, like one of my summer beers is uh, Leinen Kugel Summer Shanty. And this this is like very close to summer shandy, but it doesn't have that the fruitiness, like, that overpowering fruitiness. Yeah, so yeah, I do like that. Guinness Breweries Baltimore Blonde, A plus. Yeah, this isn't bad. The Kroger by me has these uh, twelve packs of mixed ciders on sale. Um, and they're like thirteen bucks for a twelve pack of cider. I'm like, sure, yeah, you know, because I don't now that I it's it's pretty much well known that I use edible THC marijuana. So once I started using that, I kind of quit drinking. But every once in a while, I'll, if I get something really like froofy or something like that or excessive, I'll pick it they, up. Yeah, I was gonna say it's there is not much better than like after you've done like a lot of yard work and you grab a beer out of the fridge mm -hmm. and it's that colder than ice cold beer. Yeah. Oh. Well, you've been, like, in the summertime when I have the fires, I have that fridge on my back porch where I just go buy all kinds of really cheap beers and stuff like that and put them in the fridge. So when people come over, I'll be like, yeah, if you want to go grab a beer out of the fridge, go ahead. But people always go up, and you can tell by the look on their face, they'll open up the door. Like, they might find this particular Guinness Blonde beer in there, and they'll be like, um, okay, well, I guess I'll grab a beer, you know, not knowing what you're going to get. Hey, but, man, as long as it doesn't have the letters IPA on it, I'm Yeah, good. exactly, exactly. So going back to TikTok, yeah. and this is a good point, uh, one of the TikToks I follow is a guy, uh, Props to History, and he does a lot of talks about like the history of props and prop making and all that, but 
I watched a, a TikTok of his today, and it brought up something uh, you told me yesterday, was that they have made some very important casting annou- announcements about Villanova's Dune Part 2. Mm-hmm. And we officially know that Christopher Walken will be Emperor Shaddam IV of House Carino. I don't think it's a bad choice. Oh, no, I think it's an I'm amazing choice. I'm not sure choice. what I think about the choice. See, here's, here's the thing, is, is, and he, he talked about this, was that there are people who are complaining that well, Christopher Walker is a comedic actor. Well, yes, because the young people right now are only familiar with Christopher Walken as a comedic actor. Yeah. You and I remember, oh, my God, Christopher Walken shows up at your house, and it's like, please, God, don't hurt me. Yeah, because he did some pretty crazy... Like spooky like, uh, horror. Can we movies. remember Christopher Walken as Gabriel the Archangel in Prophecy? Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what you're saying is where I'm torn at because I know him as a comedic actor, and he's really good as a comedic actor. It's so weird, but I also know him as the spooky weird actor. Yeah, it's you like know? Um, so it's like he's got this. I, I don't and and the Emperor. We've only seen two incarnate. We've seen the original Dune movie, and then we've seen the remake on the Sci-Fi Channel. And the guy that played the Emperor in there is the same guy that was in um, Fringe, that yeah. played the crazy dad on Fringe. Now, uh, the other thing was, in the Jardowski Dune, the Emperor was supposed to be played by Salvador Dali. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a really weird version of Dune. That, that would have been weirder than David Lynch's version of Dune. Oh, man, I, I got a notification on Amazon that the Blu-ray of Jardowski's Dune was on was on sale, and I should have bought it. I might go back and buy it. If they never still... released that. They never made no, it. No, 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 no. This is a documentary. Oh, yes, the documentary, about correct. About the making of Jardowski's I, Dune. I, I would watch that, because I know Pink Floyd was supposed to do the music for it, which was what was cool about when the... The last version of Dune came out. They actually used Dark Side of the Moon in the promo for mm-hmm. it. And a lot of people, unless you were aware of the, the Jardowski version of it, you wouldn't have caught that little reference there. I thought that was a neat little thing. But, um, yeah, I don't matter. Oh, man. Like, there's a friend of mine I got to watch Dune with the other night. And uh, she really enjoyed it. And now she wants to see the David Lynch one. And I'm like, all right, well, we need to preface... Before we watch this, you need to understand that the David Lynch version of Dune is very, very weird. It's very odd. It's very yeah. strange. It's, it's, it's more it's, of an it's art its film. own separate thing. Yeah. So, um, but we haven't watched it yet. But now that I now that I think about it, I'm like, I really, I don't know if I can go back and watch the David Lynch version like I used to anymore. I. It's just too much is cut out of it, and it's too strange. So here's the here's the thing. I saw something about some of the deleted scenes for um, for Villanova's Dune. And it really, some of them really sounded interesting, and I had to realize that, you know, I've only watched Dune streaming on HBO Max, which means I don't have any special features. And it kind of made me a little mis- nostalgic for the age of Blu-rays and DVDs when you had all those. Mm-hmm. So now i got to start, I was trying to track down, and there's like a couple editions of the DVD, different uh, Blu-rays and everything, but it doesn't really say if they include the you know, deleted scenes. It's really funny you should bring this up, because I, was, I had this exact conversation in my head a little bit ago when Spider-Man Far From Home came out on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and they made a big deal about how all of these extended scenes and all this recut footage was going to be on those DVDs and uh, on the on the Blu-rays, I'm sorry. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, I haven't heard this much hubbub about the release of a Blu-ray in a very long time because a lot of people that bought that specifically bought it to see all of the extra scenes that were taken out. The sad thing is is that 
that there was a big debacle with Sony when they released it. Some of the Blu-rays didn't have the scenes that were advertised. Some of them weren't as long as they were supposed to be. There was all this stuff that happened that people were promised, hey, buy this Blu-ray and all this stuff will be on here. And some of it wasn't on there as promised. But be anyways... Yeah, because um, if there was like a extra 45-minute long extended cut of Villanova's Dune... I'm down for it. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm down to clown. And I don't. Well, the original version of Dune, the David Lynch one, uh, up until just recently, there was there was all kinds of the uh, full extended version of Dune that was like four hours long of all of the somebody had taken all of these deleted scenes and artwork and re-edited them and back into it to make and some of it was stupid some of it was just like screen boards with the voices and stuff on top of it or whatever but you know you could see all the stuff that was edited out of that i'd be curious to see i would totally watch an extended version of Denae's version of it dennis Denae. i can't pronounce his name properly the way he, Denae villanovi yeah Denae is the heart yeah, yeah I, I, I if i i'm getting it as close as i can exactly um um and but th that guy makes good movies anyways every yeah. movie he's ever made has been has been fantastic in my book and now um, he's making uh rendezvous with rama did you ever read rendezvous with rama no you never read the arthur c clark book rendezvous with rama i loved I, it i know of it i have not read a lot of the like late 70s classic golden age of sci-fi well the silver age of sci-fi yeah i guess silver age i i've been heard to as both rendezvous with rama is arthur c clark and oh uh, shoot what's the other guys i can't believe i'm forgetting his name now isaac asimov asimov and arthur c clark were the big ones of that time and they were they were very hard sci-fi though and uh, Arthur C. Clarke wrote some really great stuff, but it was very kind of dry. And Asimov was even drier. And Arthur C. Clarke, like, he really needed somebody to come in and add, like, more human depth to the characters and stuff. But Rendezvous with Rama is a great story, but I think that Danae is going to do a great job with it because he brings a lot of human element into things to tell a greater story. And he would be the perfect person because rendezvous with rama this rama spaceship is gigantic and massive and it comes through the solar system it's huge danae has a really good concept of vast huge scope like right, dune all right. of the ships were massive the the scenery was massive and everything it was just a beautiful movie to watch oh my god can can i just insert something here uh, as long as you use lube i want so badly Somebody to take the scene in Dune where the uh, the shuttle lands on Kaladin and that big long ramp extends. And then I want somebody to take Christopher Walken dancing from the Fat Boy Slim <laughs> Weapon of Choice video and just like green screen him on to him dancing down that stairway. That'd be great. Oh my god, I want that so bad. So back to the original though. Yeah, I'm yeah. it's good it's a good choice. I'm just torn as to how I feel about it. But I'm it's not a bad choice, but I'm interesting to see how he's going to portray the character. I I guess we could uh this would be a good you saw Doctor Strange, right? I did. Uh right, so, spoilers uh, ahead. Spoiler warning. Alright, so we're we're gonna spoil the shit out of Doctor Strange. Spoiler warnings right now. Spoiler warnings. All right, what is your overall grade for Doctor Strange? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, 
No, there's no you don't know. You've seen it. An A to E scale, you've got to give it a grade. I'm going to give it a B minus. That is exactly the same grade I have been telling people as a B minus. And I, I, I think it just might be that maybe I've seen too many Marvel movies, but the problem is I loved Moon Knight. I would give Moon Knight a solid A. Not an oh, A yeah. plus, but solid A. And I don't quite know... I, I'm not entirely sure what I didn't like about Doctor Strange. Maybe it was because the fa- the fact that the plot seemed like it, it was all over the place. Well, well here's and... the thing: is it was an okay movie. There's nothing wrong with it just yeah. being an okay movie. Not every Marvel movie has to be a grand slam. I was having that conversation with somebody about Star Wars last night, and we were talking about Boba Fett and how some people dislike it and so forth. Yeah, I think we've become so spoiled by getting these great Star Wars and Marvel and all of this stuff. That, like, our whole lives we never had this stuff. So now that we're getting it on the regular, you know, we're, there's this expectation that everything has to be better than the last and better mm-hmm. than the last and better mm-hmm. than the last. And it can't always be that way because these movies are all telling different stories in different forms. Like, Ant-Man yeah. is a theft movie and Captain America was a war movie. And and Doctor Strange, I really couldn't tell what kind of movie that was. Oh, no, no, no. It, it is very clear what kind of movie this is. It's a Sam Raimi film. Yes, it is a Sam Raimi it, film. It, it's a comedy horror. It's a Sam Raimi film. I, I get it. it. It's yeah, Army, okay. it, it's Army of Darkness. Yeah, there was there, there was a lot of Sam Raimi, like how the camera would be on the ground going up on the person, and there's... Dude, zombie Doctor Strange is 100% badass. That was a throw. That that was a throwing thing because you expect Doctor Zombie, doc, zombie Doctor Strange to be evil, and it's not. It's just Doctor Strange inhabiting his body... So that but, was kind of a neat thing on Marvel's behalf. The whole, it's implied that it's evil, but it's not. It, but, you know. Bruce Campbell getting beat up by his own hand. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a Evil Dead shout out. I, th- I thought that was funny. But maybe that's why I didn't like it, because maybe it was too much of that. You know, maybe it was too much, arm, you know, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness kind of stuff. But it's not bad. I mean, go, go see it. I still tell people, yeah, go see it, you know. Yeah, I didn't dislike it, but I was just kind of like... I actually, you know, to be honest with you, I found myself wanting to fall asleep at a couple of points in the movie, and I don't really know why. You know, it's just... Like, I understand Wanda Maximoff is powerful. She is not as powerful as they portrayed her in the movie. It doesn't matter if it's mutant Wanda. It doesn't matter if it's Darkhold Wanda. It doesn't matter if it's Scarlet Witch Wanda. She is not more powerful than Captain Marvel. Oh, yes, she is. Oh, no, she is Absol- not. No, I will I will vehemently fight you on this. Oh, no, no, no. You can say whatever you want, and you can argue with me, but I, you're, I'm, I'm going to absolutely disagree with you. She was incredibly OP in the comic books. No. Yeah. The only person that could stop her, that's the one thing in the movie that they changed was in the comic books, the only person that could stop her was Professor X and get her back under control in some way, shape, or form. Because they altered it in the movie where they the dark the Darkhold corrupted her in the movie, but in the comic books, she just went mentally insane. Yeah, but even then... Like, she is a planetary-level power. Uh, Captain Marvel is a cosmic-level power. Like, Captain Marvel is more powerful by an order of magnitude in yeah, the Marvel Universe. Wanda can rework reality. She can just alter... Like, in the comic book, she snapped her fingers, and that was the end of mutants. She made all the mutants disappear. On, and then she brought them back. <laughs> on Earth. Her powers are confined to Earth. Wanda Maximoff can affect things on Earth, but... Captain Marvel is in the realm of, like, fighting Galactus and things, like, on that level. It's great. She's got some powers, but also, yeah, Captain Marvel's got some powers, too. I kind of hated the Brie Larson Captain Marvel. I I, I agree on that. Yeah, I didn't like her. 
Um, I, I'm actually was hoping like like ooh, can we get this Captain Marvel? Uh, the the Monica Rames Cap- Captain Marvel. Can we get that? I think that's coming because I the movie the Marvels that's coming up. It's going to have the young girl, which is getting her own Disney Plus show. Um, uh, yeah, Miss um, Marvel and the other Marvel, but that I know of, nobody really likes the Brie Larson Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel a whole lot. I loved the movie for the '90s nostalgia. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Just too bitchy of a character. She's hard to like. See, and I didn't even think she was that bitchy of a character. Just kind of one-dimensional. That too. Yeah, her her dimension was bitch. I'm not anti-feminist or anything like that. By any means, I'm I'm God. I'm not. I'm not anti. I'm not feminist. I'm you know, it's not like that at all. Because there's a lot of well, and part of that is. It wasn't for us. Like, we were not the target demographic of that movie, which is fine. I am happy for every person who watched it and loved it. And if Yeah, they, it's the same here. I, yeah. That's fine. I'm not degrading the people that did like it. I just didn't mm-hmm. like her as a character. As much as I hate to admit it, it's like the prequel trilogies. I don't like the prequel trilogies, but the prequel trilogies were not made for me. Exactly. They were made for my kids. And if my kids form the kind of emotional attachment to the prequel trilogies that I formed to the original trilogies, yeah. man, then that that's what it's there for. That That's why it is. Hey, we, we 100% agree on that. I don't ever have to understand it. I don't ever have to like it, but I'm glad it exists for those people. That's like, and I'm not going to go on about this, but the last set of Star Wars movies, you know, I feel about them, but... I'm not going to discount the people that like them because that is this generation's Star Wars. Exactly. And I think in 10 years or something, because this is like what they're doing now with the Obi-Wan Kenobi show that's coming out. They're going to go back and retap that era. But what I like is what we're kind of going off topic is that they're taking the best elements of the things that we did like. Like even I, I didn't like the prequels, but there were things in the prequels that I did like. And those are the things that they're they have embraced and carried on with. What I liked about the prequels was Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, so and his slow transition into becoming Alec Guinness, Sir Alec Guinness. Yes, yeah. Well, that's what this this show is supposed to explore is him becoming that character, where you see him go from what we saw in the prequels to go towards more to what we see old Ben Kenobi. This this show is supposed to bridge the gap. There is a rumor. That they may do more Obi Wan Kenobi too. Oh yeah, there's a strong rumor out there that they might possibly do it. Um, apparently, Loki is supposed to begin production next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahsoka is in production yeah, right the, now. I, I did see a the tweet that Ahsoka was in production. Yeah, and I think the Mandalorian season three wrapped up uh, about three weeks ago. Yeah, because that's supposed to drop in December, so that would definitely need to be done shooting so they can get it yeah. to post production. And um, uh, what else is the She Hulk is already in production. Ms. Marvel or whatever the heck, that, Ms. Marvel or whatever. That, yeah, Ms. Marvel's coming. That's it. That's in production right now. They've already got a small demo for, uh, or a small like teaser reel out there for it. Well, they had a full blown trailer for it. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um. So let's see. Camilla mm-hmm. Khan. So yeah. good things are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder is coming. I'm kind of torn on that. I'm gonna go see it. Marvel movies are like Star Wars stuff. I'm, I'm going to go see them no matter what. Even if I don't like them, I'm still going to I'm still going to go see them. I'm going to be happy that I went and saw them, regardless if I like them. I didn't think I was going to love uh, Ragnarok as much as I did, and it's now like one of my top five favorites. Oh, Ragnarok was fantastic. Yeah. So you know, Tika Watiti, you yeah. just you just do you. You just go. Yeah, he needs to go. What I what I would love to see. 
badly since we're on this topic a little, more, a little bit is there was a meme actually floating around about it i saw today where i really wish they would go to patty jenkins and be like not patty jenkins um um ron howard's daughter uh what the heck is her name oh um you know what i'm talking about caitlin howard yeah she's directed the best episodes of the man everything that she's directed star wars wise has been fantastic they need to go to her and be like we want you to make us a star wars movie she was she was directing Mandalorian, and she treats the property with a huge amount of respect. And she she's in that crowd, the crowd that's doing the right Star Wars stuff. She's in that crowd. Oh yeah, the the, the Dave Fellini mafia. Like they need to give her the reins and be like, here, let's do this. Like I think she'd be great to do a continuation of the Ray Skywalker series. Mm-hmm. You know, because I even though I didn't like those movies, I, there's there's elements of those movies that I would like to see them carry on properly. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, they def there definitely is. <laughs> huge plot holes of potential to fill in for stories. Well, it would be great now that, because it's all done, like, regardless of my feelings, it's not going to make that stuff go away. So now it's like, all right, well, let's carry on with that story and do it properly. Because I would love to see, now you've got this person who is the one lone Jedi. She's seen the rise and fall of the Jedi. She knows what happened wrong with it. She had to deal with Luke Skywalker and stuff. So now it's kind of her job to rebuild the Jedi. So how does a person who has no other Jedi to go off of, because we saw this with Luke and he more or less failed. He was a horrible Jedi person to go and rebuild the Jedi. So now you've got Rey, who's hopefully learned from these things because she's got all of the Jedi that have communicated with her. So now how does a person who's the only person in the universe um, that's a Jedi go about rebuilding this order. How's the responsibility? How do you go about doing it the proper way? Cause mm-hmm. that way failed. So now it's my responsibility to build a Jedi. let how do I go about doing it the right way? And what kind of trials and tribulations does that person go to, right. you know, go through and everything. Um, because they didn't really go into her as a Jedi other than the, the lightsaber, but she really wasn't that much of a Jedi at all. So there's a huge story there to be told. And I'm all for seeing a lead female Jedi character carrying on. And she's a good actress. She took a lot of shit that she didn't deserve. A lot of the people in those movies took a lot of crap they didn't deserve. Because they're just actors. It wasn't their fault that whatever no, mistakes yeah, were yeah. made. Like ev- so, every single person who was involved in those movies did their best. And we said this about the prequels when I, was, when I saw them. I said the same thing about the prequels. And now we're getting... Hayden Christensen back as Darth Vader and we're getting Obi-Wan Kenobi and the chemistry between those characters on screen was great and that's what we all want to see. We want to see that kind of... I want to see those positive elements pushed forward and redone. Yeah, so let's meander back to Doctor Strange. Yes, back to Doctor Strange. Um, Um, So, my one disappointment in the movie was I felt that America Chavez as a character was less a part of the movie and more a MacGuffin. She was a plot device. Yeah, she was a plot device, yeah. and I think that was wasted potential. They could well now that she's in the school learning magic, uh, which is weird too. Like they didn't, they presented her power as a magic power rather than a mutant power. They still haven't adju- they they still haven't uh, t- talked about the mutant aspect. Mm-hmm. Now I don't remember in the comic book if her power was magical. I think it was she was something she was born with. Right, because they implied that in the movie that she opens up portals. But I, I can't remember the comic book if she was a mutant or not. And up until up until Professor X comes on the screen, you could hear the the X Men cartoon music yes, in the background. The '90s X Men yeah. cartoon music. And I also didn't like the fact that he like. And I know they did it because of the com- They were paying tribute to the cartoon, but he puts his hand up to his head, and with his other hand, he points with his finger. 
And I was kind of like the classic yeah. Professor Xavier pose. Yeah, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if so, we needed that, but all right, whatever. Well, here here's the thing: is uh, I was talking with one of the guys I work with about when you get the Illuminati. So it's Black Bolt, it's uh, Baron Mordor, uh, it's uh, Haley Atwell as the uh, first Avenger, mm-hmm. um, Captain. Mar- I wish she was Captain. Yeah, the, uh, the, Britain or whatever. Um, yeah. The Miranda LeBeau, uh, Captain Marvel, Reed Richards, and Professor Xavier. Reed Richards was a surprise, and I liked Reed Richards. I didn't think I was. I've never John been Kransky is Reed Richards. Yeah. yeah. So we talk, We were talking about how, the, like, oh, you know, they portray that uh, Mr. Fantastic is the most uh, intelligent, or the smartest person in the universe. Um, and then he tells Wanda Black Bolt's weakness to his power. Yeah, and he, and he blows the back of his head off. Yeah. Um, and he's like, that's so stupid. Reed Richards would never do that. And I'm like, that is the most Reed Richards thing I have ever seen. Yeah. Because Reed Richards is really smart and super oblivious. Yes. He's like, incredibly he, dense. Yeah. He would 1000% do yeah. that. I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I never liked the Fantastic Four. Same. I never got into oh, them. Man. They were kind of like, kind, to me, they were this B-Squad superhero team that even when they made the original movies, I saw them because they were Marvel. Mm-hmm. And But I'm like, even to this day, I'm like, how are they going to remake? They're dead set on remaking the Fantastic Four. They've, are they announced, they've announced everything about it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, I'll see it. Again, on the pretense that, hey, Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty good, but we've been burned on that before by the Eternals. Right. So, I don't know. We're going to see what we're going to do. The, the big thing in everybody's mind is, more than anything, is what are they going to do with the X-Men and when are the X-Men coming? Yeah. When's that? How and when is this going to happen? So, all they're doing is cock-teasing us at this point all the way along And then that's what it was. It was so much cock-teasing. Yeah. Apparently... Wherever the the dimension that uh, the Illuminati exists in is the bizarro world where white men can, in fact, jump. And uh, despite the fact that in 616 universe, Baron Mordor has the shoes that let him fly. Yeah. He was defeated by a six foot wall. Yeah. I mean, it it had its flaws. It it did. But, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what was deleted out of the movie. Like the previews show the scene where they're sitting in the restaurant with America Chavez, and she goes, I can open up portals, and they say, prove it. But they didn't use that scene in the movie. They used it someplace else. They used mm-hmm. the term prove mm-hmm. it in another spot. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see what was left on the cutting room floor. Now, the use of Wanda as the villain, probably one of the worst-kept secrets on Marvel, but yeah. I didn't mind it. I thought, she was, I, th- I thought her as a villain was pretty cool. What's fucked up is that she, in, in the WandaVision show, she was more or less used as, she was manipulated by somebody else to do what she did. And now in this movie, she's corrupted by the Darkhold, so she is again cor- manipulated by something else to do what uh, she did. This is, this is another Marvel cock tease of, are we going to see Mephisto? Yeah. Um, I will say that the music fight in like the realities that collapsed between like evil Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange like just gobsmacked by how gorgeous that was and like how well choreographed it was and like the the just everything about that scene was blew my mind visually it was a beautiful movie mm-hmm. we saw it in the high we didn't see it in 3d because uh, uh, no. the wave has three problems with seeing 3ds and yeah i'm the same I, I can't watch 3d movies i would see this one in 3d though i would give it a shot uh for the most part but 
it, it was an incredibly beautiful... Well, the, the last Doctor Strange movie was also incredibly beautiful to watch. And, like, you know, like, I just want to see more Wong. I love Wong. I have a feeling that Wong is going to die. Shut your whore mouth. I think that Wong is going to die at some point because he is the current Sorcerer Supreme. So for Doctor Strange to become the Sorcerer Supreme wouldn't make sense that Wong is going to... But it'll be... I think that when he dies, it'll be heroic and it'll be done respectfully. Don't fucking care. I think it's going to happen. Because it's going to... And that's what's going to make Doctor Strange becoming the Sorcerer Supreme so much more important and so much more have so much more weight and levity to it is the fact that Wong will have had to have died for him to become that character. So, you know, I, I, just, I just have a feeling that's going to happen because there's something weird about Wong. Wong is kind of this side character that wasn't... They, they've made him into a real, you know, like an important character in the movie. He's gone from being just this wonky, weird side guy that works with Doctor Strange to being an important character that's popped up in other movies and they're they're forcing Marvel is forcing us to care about this character. He he's second generation uh Marvel Colton Colson. Yes. So that's why when Colson died, it had a lot of impact up until they brought him back for the television series. That doesn't I, exist. It, well, now they said it is canon because of no, the whole No, no, it's not canon. Just because it exists on Disney Plus, it still is not canon. They've like... said it's part of the multiverse. <sighs> they have stated that. They've also stated that all of the shows that were on Netflix are also part of that extended multiverse universe now. Because this now that the now that the multiverse is a thing because of Loki and because of these shows, that show could exist in an alternate Earth, no problem. These are all things that that are, are in existence now, but it doesn't necessarily affect the direct Marvel timeline. So, yeah, that's the, which I'm fine with. I'm okay with it. That's fine. Whatever. You know, it doesn't bother me. Um, but the, we're going to, back to the Wong thing. I really think that at some point under Wong is going to die or something is going to happen to Wong to make Doctor Strange the Sorcerer Supreme and that his death is going to make him becoming or Sorcerer Supreme that much uh, more of an important or a much more heartfelt thing. Like his death is, it's not going to be a meaningless death, which is the way, if they're going to do it, that's the way it should be. You know, if he's going to die, like, you don't kill a character off just to kill them off, especially if it's somebody that we care about. Like, oh, I don't know, Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. <laughs> so, just you know, just got to get it in there. Just got to get it in there. Um, hey, I'm not dwelling on it, don't worry. But, um, yeah, on the whole, I would give it a B plus. It's it's not a bad movie. You know, I'm glad I watched it. I'll probably watch it again when it pops up on Disney Plus, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as bad as The Eternals, which I didn't think was that bad, but it wasn't as bad as The Eternals. Dude, um, you, know, you know what I recently found out? Um, Disney pulled all the Spider-Man movies from Disney+. Plus. They were on there, and then when my son broke his leg, he wanted to watch them, and they're all gone. I don't think they ever were on there because of the contract yeah, with Sony. Yeah, they were on there. Um, okay, I want to argue and, with you. And they were on Netflix, which they are no longer on Netflix. Because I looked, because he wanted to watch them, and they're not on any of the streaming services I have access to. The Sony Spider-Verse is hurting hard. I don't... I don't... Did... did Sony just needs to give it up. They're, they're just going to keep making bad... This whole Spider-Verse movie, they're, this universe they're trying to create... Oh, my God. Like, Morbius came out, and I honestly didn't even know it came out. Apparently, I haven't seen it, which bums me out, because I, I really liked Morbius... Now, Morbius, I, I don't know, I think there was more going on behind the scenes there, because Morbius, A, came, they were filming it during the pandemic, 
And another thing was is that movie was supposed to tie in a lot with Spider-Man No Way Home, but Spider-Man No Way Home kept changing. Apparently they were filming the two simultaneously or something. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where Sony was like, well, we got this movie. It's a shit show. Let's just edit it together the best we can and put it out there. But, you know, Sony, even with the Venom movies, they just, there's just not, the heart isn't there. There's just something that's not right about the Sony Spider-Man universe movies. Venom is not a hero. And it's really hard to make a... He was later. He became an anti-hero later on in the comic books. Venom was never a hero. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know I have friends who are huge Venom fans, and Venom is not a hero. I hate Venom. I hate the whole symbiote. Everything about it is just like... <sighs> and I love me some anti-heroes. I, I, I love Punisher, and I love Punisher for being like himself even in a world of heroes but man i just fucking hate venom that's fine you're you're entitled to that opinion Um, (laughs) and nothing makes me want to see the venom movies i loved morbius morbius was one of the midnight suns and the midnight suns is one of my favorite like side runs of the marvel series like i still have most of the Midnight Suns run in, like, comic book form. And the thing is, they can set it up. You've got Moon Knight, you've got Ghost Rider. They could bring Ghost Rider back in somewhere at some point very easily. Mm -hmm. I I believe there's party plans to do it. Blade's already coming. Oh, my God, please. Please, 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 Keanu Reeves. Please, Keanu Reeves is a Ghost Rider. Like, Keanu Reeves says he wants to be in a Marvel movie, and I would love to see Johnny Blaze as Keanu Reeves. Apparently, from what I read... Every time Marvel Marvel or Star Wars does some kind of a production, they are in contact with him in every production to see if they can find a place for him. He is coming. They've confirmed it. They just don't know where they're going to put him. Oh, so, please be Johnny Blaze. Please I think be he's getting Blaze. a little old to do Johnny Blaze. If he were... Well, no, that's the thing. Johnny Blaze was old. Like, like he was a grizzled old man. I mean, like, like not like... Like, not 60s, but like in his 40s. And mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves is in his 40s. He could he could do it very well. He's into motorcycles. He has his, he has his own motorcycle company. They're beautiful motorcycles. Mm-hmm. So he he would be a good candidate for Ghost Rider. He really would. But apparently they're talking about making him a villain of some kind. That's the latest rumor. Now the rumors I don't believe. The only rumor that I believe, and it's probably partially because Disney has come out and said yes. Every time we do a movie, we are we are in constant talks with Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is coming to Marvel or Star Wars at some point. There was even talk about putting him in the next set of Star Wars movies that take place in the Old Republic as making him some kind of a Sith character, which I could see him doing a Sith. Oh, man, it was just so good. So, yeah, he's, he's coming. He's, I don't, I don't, they don't know where they're going to put him or what they're going to do with him. It's, there's, that's that's, that's going to happen. I was going to say, because the other thing is, I would definitely not mind another Constantine movie with, John, with Keanu Reeves. There was talks for that to happen. Because I, I didn't mind the Constantine movie. I did not. I like, I liked the Constantine TV show. I liked the Constantine movie, and they were both two incredibly different portrayals of John Constantine. Yeah. Um, but let's let's get to Moon Knight because uh, we 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 got the moon. We like saw through Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Knight was my my heart on show. I oh, love Moon Knight. I I you know I'm not a. I've said it before. I don't have a huge knowledge of Moon Knight, but I really enjoyed it and. I th- it, like, 
I loved Oscar Isaac in it. I loved his portrayal of mm-hmm. the various aspects of Spot on. Yeah. Like it really showcased how good of an actor that he was too to be able to go on the fly instantaneously from one character to another and sometimes simultaneously at the same time. Right. Um I love the way they like built this whole mythos of the avatars of the gods. Mm-hmm. Um I loved the I rationally love Terouette. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I did, too. I, yeah. And uh, the scene where uh, his girlfriend slash wife becomes her avatar. Yeah. And uh, she portrayed that avatar, the character that she played, she did very well, too. I think she was... They never said it in the show, but I think she's actually the character Red Scarab, which, again, you never read... It, it's the Scarlet Scarab. Scarlet Scarab. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good uh, for a person not reading the comic book. I'm glad you corrected me on that. Because I uh, watched the uh, the <laughs> I watched the Nerdist. Here's what you missed in Moon Knight. Yeah, the um, only thing I had to complain about it is I wish we'd have had more of Moon Knight himself. I honest okay, so like I love uh, the Scarlet Scarab's wings, like that. It, it reminded me of the Silver Hawks. Yeah. Oh man. Now that you say it, it does. It yeah. does. And I, I was totally about that. Um, um but it. it I, I wish we'd have had more, like, there there needs to be a season two. There absolutely has yeah. to be, because I want to see more other gods. I want to see Anubis. I want to see the aftermath of what happened, because the gods were like, oh, shit, maybe we fucked up here. Yeah, well, and all the avatars are dead, so all the gods need to find new avatars. Exactly. So there's the thing there. There's a lot of things that they could continue on with. Now, for a fact, Moon Knight is coming back for the Halloween Werewolf by Night special. Because yeah. that was where where Moon Knight first appeared was in the Werewolf by Night comic book, and mm-hmm. the number for that issue was actually on top of one of the buses. They paid a little tribute to it. Yeah. So, but the only thing is, is nobody knows what's going on because Oscar Isaac was only contracted to that, and that was it. But um, with the amount of response it's got, they're, they're gonna bring him back. You know, that's one of the it's one of the highest rated shows thus far. Well, and it's. it's... I forget who I was talking to, but somebody mentioned, you know, it was great to finally see a kaiju fight in uh, Marvel. And it's like, yeah, there was kind of a kaiju fight at the end. Yeah, Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah, Um, it was neat. Yeah, Ethan Hawke as the villain was just super creepy. Did we talk about in the last episode how how him being in the show all came about? No, we didn't. Okay, apparently Oscar Isaac... Um, lives very close to Ethan Hawke, and they were both at this coffee shop. They came into the coffee shop, and they're friends because they run into each other all the time, and they were there talking, having coffee, and Oscar Isaac was like, you know what? I'm doing this show, and I've got a part for you. I think you'd be great for that part. And that's how it all came about. And Ethan Hawke was like, yeah, this sounds like fun. I think I'll do it. Well, yeah, because and Oscar Isaac was the executive producer, one of the executive producers on it, so he's got that clout to just go, we're putting this guy in. Yeah, and I think that was an excellent decision. Apparently, he was hesitant to come back because of the whole Star Wars thing. But the Star Wars, Disney, and Marvel Disney are two separate. They're both run very differently. So, but, but because he's already in the gears and the machinery and stuff like that, it was very easy for him to come back in. Oh, man. Um, I guess there were some hints to, like, the next Avengers and stuff like that, but I didn't see any of that in the show anywhere. It was pretty neat because... That show is a completely standalone Marvel show. You don't have to watch anything else in the Marvel Universe to be able to watch that show. Yeah, I cannot think of any mention they made to the greater Marvel Universe. There was little ones. Like, there was talking where, um, I can't pronounce, what what was her name, the hippo goddess? Um, Tarouette. Tarouette, yeah. Tarouette does make a brief mention in there about... Or Tawede, or something something like that. I I think, yeah. Either way, she's talking about how, how... 
when somebody dies, they go to their version of what heaven is or whatever. And she brings up the ancestral plane. The ancestral plane is where the Black Panther goes when he goes to talk to right, his father. And right. stuff. She goes, it's beautiful there. There were little subtle mentions of things here and there, just little things to tie it into the universe just enough. But that was about it, which is, it was much like the Netflix series when they didn't really, like they... Like when Jessica Jones, she's talking, well, bring in the big, big, bring in, bring, bring uh, green guy or bring in the guy with the shield or whatever. Right. There was just little references here and there sprinkled throughout the show to tie it into the main universe. But they never really. Yeah, it's like they can't name drop Captain America, but they can they can describe it. It's well, I like, think they would have. Like they could have done it on there, but they chose not to. And yeah, I'm kind of glad they didn't. It's like in the uh, the. The DC Universe shows on uh, the WB, they cannot mention Batman. Mm -hmm. like, like, they can allude to everything else about the Batman Universe, but they cannot specifically mention Batman. Well, apparently that's all about to change. If you want to shift gears to DC a little bit, I have a little bit of knowledge about what's... And now for something completely different. I believe we would be remiss if the one greatest bit of news that has reached the old Nerds Drinking News Desk has not been touched upon. On May 19th, yes. Taco Bell is bringing back the Mexican pizza. The problem is... We did it, folks. We did it. We did it. We worked together. We signed the petitions. We made our voices heard. We boycotted the bell. And we got them to bring back the Mexican pizza. Here's the problem. They have stated that they're changing it. In their words, we are going to make it better than it was before. You don't need to change it. Nothing needs to be changed here. Just bring the damn thing back. You want to change the packaging, change the marketing. I don't care. I just want to walk in there and buy my they, fucking can, Mexican pizza. I was going to say, can they change it so like the top layer of cheese doesn't completely slide off and turn into like this nugget of cheese and not... On the sides that you have to scrape off? Oh. Yeah, but that's part of the Mexican Taco Bell experience. But here's the thing. You lose a lot of cheese. No. I I don't know if, if it's enough. I've been exposed to the glory that is Del Taco, and I don't know if I'm going back. Hmm. I do love the Mexican pizza, but, like, I love the fact that I, when I order a Del Taco, like, just a regular crunchy taco, they fill that fucker with cheese, like... It is a mission in their life. You're not going to like this, but I don't like Del Taco's tacos. Well, you don't like the meat, but I like the cheese, because when I bite into... I like everything else Del Taco. Del Taco. I'm actually going to go to Del Taco after I leave here, oh, uh, but I just don't like so Del good. Taco's tacos. Um, but I will give Del Taco a lot of mad props for specifically going after Taco Bell when they did their little... Toast, their tostada Mexican pizza thing, which weren't the same, but I still give them props for like, so have you been ghosted by one of your favorite fast food? You know, I really love that Del Taco was like, sure, let's do this, you know? I, yeah. I, and Taco I'm, Bell's just sitting there like, uh, uh, like, we know what's best. No, you don't. <laughs> like two, two, at least one night a week, I usually find myself coming home from work, stopping through Del Taco and... Get myself two Del Tacos and two Ranch Crispy Chicken Tacos. And Those like, are good. And their fries. I hate crinkle cut fries, but yeah. I love their fries. Del They're Taco's so fries are salty good. and good. Yeah. Yeah, know. no arguments there, man. No arguments. I really don't know if I can give it up. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I, I disagree with you. Um, I do have a Del Taco right across the street with me, and it takes all I have not to go there all the time to increase my 
my body mass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, I you know, I, I'll, when it when it comes back out, I'll, that's what we should do is the next episode that we record. We're gonna, out, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna have to have Delta. We're gonna have to have Mexican pizza. We're gonna no, we're gonna have to do a side by side taste test. We're gonna get the Delta. You can't. They're different entities. But it doesn't matter. We still no. are, dude, we're still going to do it. What I do like about Del Taco is their food just tastes fresher. It's mm -hmm. got a much fresher feel, taste, everything to it. That's like my when, wife when loves I, Taco Bell, and okay. I won't take her to Del Taco because I know she won't like it because she's going to compare it to Taco Bell. And so, I'm like, they're two separate entities. What I like is the fact that if I get a taco from Taco Bell... I know I have a five to ten minute window before it gets soft. <laughs> before the grease from the taco meat yeah. just turns the hard taco shell into paper and it rips in half. Right in the middle, yeah. With the del, yeah, with the, with the del taco, that doesn't happen. I, I, you know. But again, if there's only one item that I don't like there, who cares? Big yeah. deal, you know. Like there's there's items and, to talk about. And you know, like. you put enough of their their uh, their sauce packets on a taco, then the meat, the taste, meat being bland isn't really a bother. This reminds me of way back in the day on my show, uh, my former co-host and I. They well, they're making them again, but at the time they called them something different, and they were these chocolate-covered Twinkies that they called Chocodiles. And you can only get them in certain parts of the country. They didn't sell them in Detroit because the problem they were having is not all of the manufacturing facilities at Hostess made the chocolate-covered Twinkies, the Chocodiles, and they didn't want to make them at all. They didn't sell them everywhere because they said that there was an issue concerning freshness. So then they got rid of them. Um, actually, Hostess went out of business, and then somebody bought them out and... Uh, you know, they started making Hostess products again, and the Twinkies were smaller and stuff. But we went on this mad campaign to try to get them to bring back the Chocodiles, the chocolate-covered Twinkies, mm -hmm. and they did. But they were smaller; they were they were just as good. But they also went a step further for a little while, and they started making all kinds of different ones. They made like strawberry-filled ones, banana-filled ones, and they were all chocolate-covered Twinkies. But I feel the same joy that I did when they said, yes, we're bringing these back. We're bringing back the chocolate-covered Twinkie. And it was like, <sighs> you, you know, know. You know what's weird? It's like, I'm not a big chocolate cake person. I, I love bumpy cake, though. I, I, but, like, those chocolate hostess cupcakes, man. Yeah. Like sometimes the King Dongs and the uh, the Spire, what are they called? Ho-Hos? Yeah. No, yeah. just, I don't even like those. It's just the hostess cupcakes. Yeah. Like, I don't like anything else chocolate cakey, but man, every once in a while, I get like this, this like itchy heroin craving for one of them. What I really look forward to is the day that marijuana becomes federally legal and you can actually use marijuana. And then when you do, um, I'm going to get you moderately high. I'm not going to get you super high because I'm not one of those people. Oh, you're take this. You're, I'm not going to get you super high. Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. But when I do, I'm going to bring over a box of Hostess chocolate cupcakes and have you eat one of those when you are high. <laughs> so you can get the maximum effect out of eating a low dosage because you don't use marijuana. So your tolerance is going to be is going to be shit. Mm -hmm. And I will give you a five milligram edible of some kind, maybe a 10 tops 10. And I'll wait to get high and I'll be like, I'll open up the package and I'm like, here, John, have a Hostess cupcake. And it will be the best chocolate hostess cupcake you have ever had in your entire and, life and nothing will ever have 
I'll be You'll be chasing, chasing the rabbit for the rest of your life. Say, I'll, the I'll, I'll be chasing the dragon. I'll be yep. chasing that high for the rest of my life. You will. You will. And I and I'm going to sit back and but I want to be there in that glorious moment when you when you get the munchies for the first time and I hand you a hostess chocolate cupcake. And then I'm going to be there for the moment where you just about want to rip my fucking throat out because you want to eat the rest of the box. I'm like, no, John, no. And I'm going to say, fuck it. Here, just eat the whole box. Just, just take it, John. And you're like, <laughs> you know, and you're just going to go rabbit on it. And I'm going to be like, you know, and me and, and me and Banjo Jones will probably sit there and smile at one another and we'll go live. Look at that. It's adorable. It's like, I remember my first edibles. Yep. yep. I, but, you know, but I'm looking forward to that day when it's federally legal to wear because for, for various reasons you can't use marijuana yeah, yeah. um and i respect that i've never i've never tried to push it on you or whatever uh -huh. and but i'm looking forward to the day where i can sit down because there's another friend of mine that recently he had his first marijuana experience we were down in florida and i gave him a very small edible <clears throat> and he was like this isn't really that bad. <laughs> and i'm like no that's not this is what marijuana is this is weed this is an edible because when people do this stuff around me, I'm not I'm not going to give you something that's going to send you to fucking Jupiter. That's not you, my. You aren't going to give me the the edibles kick in when you say they ain't shit. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I will coach. I want you because I want people when they're around me that do this to have an enjoyable experience. I don't want people to go, oh, man, I'm never doing that again. Because in my opinion, it's a it's a great and wonderful thing. And when that day comes, I'm sure it's coming. When it does, I I want to be here for you for that you know experience right right you know <laughs> <laughs> and, and the hostess thing is very much going to be a part of that and when that night comes you know i'm going to be like okay here we go you know are, are you ready are you are you are you know are you, are you at a place where chocolate you're comfortable cake. yeah i don't i'm not a chocolate guy either but man i, I just had my 50th birthday recently and my wife got me a Saunders oh, yeah. chocolate bumpy cake. I was going to say, I, I saw you had a super soft birthday party I there. I did have a super soft birthday party, yes. Softest birthday party on planet Earth. My sister threw me a super soft birthday party. Um, and I posted, there was pictures posted on Facebook. And if people don't know me, I looked incredibly gay in those photos. And if they're not Letter Kenny fans... They're not going to have any idea what the hell's going why on. A super yeah. soft birthday party. Yeah, why I was wearing like a unicorn T-shirt and I had this like pink bow. But it was funny because all my friends that were there, they were all in on it. There was like five of us. They're they're that part of my friendship. They're very much family. Yeah, and that that would have been the perfect place for some natty ice black cherry lemonade cocktails. It would have been. It would have been absolutely perfect. Yes. Which, which I, I gotta like I, all the wrapping paper was unicorns oh, and. Man. I got to make a confession, OND Nation, man. As much as I did not want to like the, the Natty Ice Vodka, man. It's okay. It's grown on me. I, it's I okay. I have, over the last two or three weeks, finished off the fifth. It is an unexpectedly very good... Half, like, I'm going to give you the magic recipe. A rock glass, half vodka, half club soda, or fill it with ice, half vodka, half club soda... It is magical. It's so incredibly I, smooth. I am, I am declaring it now. It's going to be a white trash cocktail summer. Like if I was in my 20s and if I wasn't married and I was still trying to hook up with chips, chicks, that would be the drink that I would use. That If I was trying to get a chick drunk and get down her pants, you know, I'm going to be very blunt about my language here, but that would be what I would be doing. I'd be like, here, have this. It's really good because it's so deceptively tasty and smooth. It is the ultimate bitch drink. Oh my God. Yeah. Because... Um, yeah, because I had about three of them one night, and then... The world went sideways. Oh, no, no. I, I, I went OG uh, keyboard warrior on some incredibly right-wing people on TikTok and Facebook. 
yeah, the, the saltiness came out. and Blame it, just, it on the natty. <laughs> blame it on the natty. It's like, mm, yeah, There's nope. no shame in liking that at all. I don't see any shame in it whatsoever. If it tastes, you know, I, I, I don't like it when people jump on other people for what, like, if somebody likes Peps Boo Ribbon, okay, fine. I, you know, that doesn't make them less of a, you know. I'm exactly. Not gonna, you like, know? I'm not going to look down on you. Unless you like IPAs, then I'm going to look down. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard like, for me to disagree with you on that. Yeah, it's it's like there are. I do not want to judge anybody, but there are certain lines. Like there are certain lines that if you cross, there, there's there's no going back. And and IPAs are one of them. Wearing Crocs unironically is is one of them. Um, wow. Okay. Wearing wearing sandals with socks is that another one? No, or whatever. No, no, because I even find myself doing that sometimes. Because like, wow, that's weird. But go ahead. You know, <laughs> and it's just because like a lot of your feet sweat. <laughs> yeah, like my feet sweat, and then the rubber on the sandals, and then my feet turn black. We've so, taken some weird turns in this show tonight. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So I think this is a good as good a place to end no, it as anyway. I want to talk about one more thing. One more thing. One more thing, and then I'm done. I know I wanted to be done early tonight. Um, me and you are gamers where mm. there's no lie. There's no secret that we play tabletop games and all these different things. And this last week I found out that me and you have talked about the Savage Worlds gaming system on yeah. here many times. Mm-hmm. And then last week it, that I came across this thing that Savage Worlds decided to, I don't know how this came about. I mean, I, I respect what it was done, but I don't know why they decided to come out with a Savage Worlds version of Pathfinder. And... It's weird because Pathfinder is essentially D&D 3.5 when D&D moved on. Pathfinder is basically... A a D20 system. It's the OGL. It's the open gaming license. Exactly. It's the 3.5 rules stripped of all the D&D uniqueness and just a generic fantasy setting that became Pathfinder. Exactly. So so you took what was already a generic rule set and then you made it, remade it in another another generic generic rule rule set. set. Yeah. It's kind of putting a hat on a hat. Exactly. Like, if I'm going to play Dungeons & Dragons or a Dungeons & Dragons-oriented game, I will either play Dungeons & Dragons 5.0 and or I'll play Pathfinder. Because here's the thing. Savage Worlds has a much higher level of lethality than standard D&D. But, like, like, it is real easy to catch a case of dead in, in Savage Worlds. Well, the thing is, it's kind of like... It would be like Ford coming along and saying, hey, we're Ford, and we've teamed up with Lamborghini to make a Ford Lamborghini. It's kind of like, so yo, dog, the, we heard you like Pathfinder, so I we put Pathfinder say, in Pathfinder so you can play Pathfinder while you're playing Pathfinder. Like, so, why so, would you do this? And people are going nuts about it, which is fine. Like, So what you're but, saying is the Shelby GT. No, I'm saying if Ferrari came along and told Ford, we want to make a Ford Ferrari. Because that's exactly what they did. Pathfinder came. To, I don't know if Savage Worlds went. I don't. I want to know what the backstory to you, why you are this literally is. describing the Shelby. Is like Ford went to Carroll Shelby and said, "Hey, can you make can you make a Ford car?" And he made the GT. Yes, but it doesn't say Ford Ford Lamborghini on it. It doesn't. Whereas Pathfinder says Savage Worlds Pathfinder. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I, 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 it just blows my mind. Like every every single person that I've talked to in our friend group, I'm like, look at this, and everybody goes, why, 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 why would you, why would you do that? That would be like, 
Oh. That would be like Battletech coming out with Dungeons and Dragons 5.0. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to compare. It's weird. Yeah, if we're gonna talk role playing games, there, there's some other developments uh, we got to bring. We got to talk about uh, Free League Publishing, uh, the same company that did the Aliens RPG, has got the license to do a Blade Runner RPG. Okay. Um, they're running it on Kickstarter. It is running right now as we speak. I believe there's about a week left on it. Uh, so if you... Now, I will say, I I love the Aliens world. I'm, I love the first two Alien movies. After that, it gets a little wonky. Um, I bought the Aliens RPG just because I wanted to read further into the world. Um, and in fact, they made a Colonial Marine source book that go that took a lot of the lore from the original Aliens RPG that was published by Living Edge Games and worked it into this source book. And it goes deeply into the lore of the Colonial Marines. And I am excited beyond words, even if I never play this game, and I likely never will play this game, but just to see this company that so lovingly treated a property to treat Blade Runner. I'll buy it. I'll yeah. probably never play it, but because I love Blade Runner. The mm -hmm. whole Blade Runner world, I love the whole... Oh, yeah, yeah. All same, of it. same thing. Like, the, the, like this... Blade Runner 25, 2049 was the, the most unnecessary, lovable sequel that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You know, um... But again, that's cool that they're doing that. But like in my mind, if I wanted to play a Blade Runner role playing game, I'd play Savage. World. I would play Savage World. Like right now, I I, I have hard time grasping some of the Savage World systems. But I, I'm kind of come to the point where I want to play Star Wars, and I just want to use Savage Worlds to play yeah. Star Wars. Uh, there, there's actually uh, many conversions out there. Yeah, there, there's yeah. a couple of really good Savage World Star Wars conversions. Because I really want to play Star Wars RPG again, but I just don't. None of the systems that are out there now really. They really don't do anything for me. Weston Games. I know you say Weston Games, but I want to do a modern Star Wars setting, and Weston Games really doesn't have anything in there to do that with. But yeah, they do. And I'm probably not. I'm honestly, I'm probably just not going because I don't want to go out and buy more books and stuff like that. Yeah, so, and then that's the thing. It, whereas it, the with, Savage Worlds, I can just say, you know, there's enough homebrewed stuff out there where I can pick and choose from to do it. Well, and plus, if and I you, would do the same thing for if Blade you Runner. Grant like. I, I really got deep into Savage Worlds a couple of years ago, and I was listening to a couple of podcasts, and listening to them talk about it kind of made me rethink how I thought about RPGs, and when I really deep-dived into Savage Worlds, um, I figured, like, if you think about it, and you're confident enough in the rules, you give me two days, I can port anything to Savage Worlds. Yeah. Um, like, we were... We were talking about uh, doing a Savage World game based on the Division uh, video games by mm -hmm. uh, Tom Clancy's video game property. And it's like, yeah, give me like a week and I can figure it out. And I did. And it's like, okay, well, all the super high-tech stuff, that's going to work like magic. And you're going to get magic points and that's, gonna recommend, that's going mm -hmm. to be represented by your battery power. And after you use your powers, you got to wait for them to recharge, and it's magic. It's the same way it would work with the Force in Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. It's it like you... the same way superpowers. They're like and that uh, necessary evil. Mm -hmm. You know, there's 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 Savage Worlds is such a flexible system that you could do yeah almost anything with it. So it comes down to if I want to play D and D, I'll play D and D. Going back right. to the Pathfinder thing, but if I want to play 
something else, I could use Savage Worlds to do just about whatever yeah, I wanted. It was I was trying to I was trying to port Fallout to Savage Worlds, and I was like doing like like all this research, and I'm like trying to figure out like all the various weapon systems, and then like I was listening to one of the podcasts, and they're like, you know what? You don't have to make stats for everything. So it's like, okay, you got a pistol. Every pistol does this much damage. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to micro tweak the rules to like fit this. It's like the the goal of Savage World is fast, furious, and fun. And I was losing that in trying to micro man or like micro convert everything to yeah yeah we just we're just gonna do this fast, furious, and fun. Yeah. Somebody was talking on on YouTube about converting Star Wars to Savage Worlds, and like the only important things you really need, really wants to know about are alien races, which okay, plus here, minus there, depending on what alien race you can work that out. Some of them water breathing, and how is the force going to work? So, and a lot of the groundwork has already been there. Like, okay, what about lightsabers? Well, there's already rules for lasers. There's literally a a book out there that has laser swords and it's a savage world's future book or something like that yeah the sci-fi companion yeah sci-fi companion has a lot of the stuff that you would need to play star wars and again you could also use it for blade runner there's a lot of stuff in there that you could use for blade runner mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know at this point it's like you know if i wanted to make any kind of a, a world pretty much you can do it with savage worlds exactly i just don't want to play a dungeons and dragons game like pathfinder because i would i would just go and play i would the just game. go and play i'd exactly. just go and play D- like yeah, it, it's. I would just go play in D and D. So I go back to why was this made? But apparently, people are going nuts. And if again, it's kind of like the Star Wars Marvel movies. If that's your thing, and people are really excited about it, and they want to do that, you know, go ahead. I just, it's just very surprising to me because I never in my life thought I would see a game company go to another game company and say, "We want to make our game for yours." Or like I just I, again I go back to why would why would Ferrari go to Ford or Ford go to Ferrari and say we want to make a Ferrari Ford when why would I'll, I'll just go buy a Ford or a Ferrari if I want that you know <laughs> I don't I don't it's strange to me I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap my head around it but I'm sure there's people out there they're gonna hear this but no because of blah 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 and you know et cetera and okay you know if that's if that's what you want it's just weird for me I, it just blew my mind when I saw that so okay I'm done that's that's everything I want to talk about <laughs> all right well. Uh, Rojan, where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me at Project Archivist. That's my podcast. I'm actually getting ready to fire it back up. I've got some guests booked and stuff. I don't know how often I'll be doing shows on there, but the itch is starting to pop up again, and some interesting topics are out there and some people that I want to talk to. So I think next month I'm going to start putting shows back into the feed and getting things going because my personal life and things are beginning to settle down to a point where I can actually concentrate on doing stuff like that again. And you can always find us at oldnerdsdrinking.com on the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook group. Come for the podcast, stay for the memes. And with that, I'm John Patrick, the Master Control Program. Oh, and I'm Rojan from Project Archivist. I'm sorry. (laughs) I spaced out for a split second. (laughs) Peace, folks. End of line. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. So, what's the plan? Take on, go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. 
Might as well write them off. Let's close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close it up. Lights out. Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere special. I always wanted to go there. We're going streaky! All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Nothing to see here. Please.